How realistic are your expectations of yourself, your life? I wrote this article about 10 years ago. Since then I have done a lot of work in the area of intelligence. This article is a lot more mainstream, meaning, wrong, than I like it, so I am in the middle of writing yet another article. The new article will take out the mystery, why you aren't able to accomplish what is within your power to accomplish, and what to do so that you can. By the way, the mainstream lies are in the illustrations. Can you catch them? Okay, here's the original article from 2013. This article will burst your bubble. So if you are not interested, don't read it. Just leave now, while you are ahead. Now, I said. I don't want hate mail. Okay? We are taught that we can achieve anything we set our mind to do. And apart from obvious obstacles, we believe that we can. Some people are even unwilling to consider obvious obstacles. Some 35 years ago a guy with muscular dystrophy stood up in a landmark education seminar and declared that he was going to become an NBA basketball player. He walked with a stick. Everyone could see that he was building a castle in the sky. It filled us all with doubt, and to a degree, despair. His obviously delusional declaration undermined our faith in what we can do, and the program itself that was willing to hear his declaration. The obvious obstacles are that, obvious. And there are plenty. But what about the non-obvious obstacles? Do we even know about them? The non-obvious obstacles often cannot be seen by others, and often even others with ordinary eyes cannot see them. They are not in the physical realm necessarily. If you are reading this, you probably wish to raise your vibration. You probably hope that you can get to, at least, to the second floor above 200, to view and relate to life and others from, a huge upgrade from the pedestrian level, and an even bigger one from the basement level. You have dreams of changing your occupation to something that will make you happy, rich. You compare yourself with others, and you know that you can become as smart as they seem to be, and achieve what they can as well. I have good news for you and I have bad news for you. I'll start with the bad news, you don't have much to play with. Your intellectual, emotional, spiritual toolbox has one tool or two. And big things are built using tools from a big toolbox. You are genetically predetermined, in your DNA. It is not just the shape or color of her eyes, the color or curliness of her hair. It is your mental capabilities, and your spiritual capabilities. If you consider your physical being a computer, using the analogy of a computer, I can explain some of the distinctions that are obviously missing or you would not be fooling yourself. Your computer. The hardware. Your computer has a certain size hard drive, it has a certain size and speed processor, RAM, random access memory, an operating system, a base software that tells the computer how to work, software, stuff that tells the computer how to do certain specific thinking tasks, and input slash output devices, display, monitor, printing, and keyboard, USB ports, etc. You are a certain model by design. You are a certain model by design, and by design I mean you were born into a certain ethnic group, into a certain family, into a certain culture. By culture I mean memes you share, worldview you all share. What is so, what is important, what is possible, what is not possible. What other people do to us, how they view us. Hate comes from this worldview you all share. So does victim mentality. Software. Then you get software, input and some training through your upbringing, schooling, hobbies, extracurricular activities, etc. but mainly from your mother. Your computer could be put together to reach the stars, or it could be put together to serve a larger purpose of which the computer has no idea. When you look at a computer's ethnic history, 
observe the behavior of other computers of the same geographical region through centuries, you can predict how the computer will behave, how far it is able to go towards the stars. Culturally, ethnically, your relationship to life is quite determined. For example, Oriental cultures, I pick on this ethnic group because I now have a large amount of data about them. As soon as I have enough students in other ethnic groups, I'll be able to see the common denominator, and I'll probably publish it, so you know what you are up against. Okay? Favor obedience, rote memorizing, forceful practicing. There are, culturally, absolutely and totally void of initiative, void of debate, void of coloring outside of the lines. The operating system on the Oriental computer prohibits or at least discourages real thinking, creativity, questioning, and any kind of originality. And any type of challenge. So installing a new software will be an issue. Women in most any culture are preferred to be pretty and hardworking. Not ambitious, or thinking. Not challenging the status quo. Women who are growth-minded won't get married. And the gene pool will perpetuate the status quo, no thinking. No depth. No ambition. RAM. The other limiting factor of a computer is the processor coupled with RAM. It has a predictable speed, accuracy, reliability, this is similar, somewhat, to your IQ. Your ability to solve problems. Hard data. Another limiting factor is the input you received as a person living in society, in family, it can be called the hard data that is stored on the hard drive system area, inviolable, cannot be erased, cannot be overwritten, no matter what anybody says. It is carved in stone, so to say. Your mother telling you that you are the best, that you are okay to bring C's home. To not make any efforts. Be pretty. Be a good boy. Be obedient. Fit in. Don't want to be more than you are. Buggy software. Another limiting factor is the base software package you use. It can be well written, without bugs, or it can be buggy and lead to faulty results. These are religion, law of attraction, positivity, Marxism, shamanism, and other belief systems. When you get any new input, new information, a new software, it needs to contend with all that's already there, or not there. Which means that, in the normal course of events, you are limited by all the above to be like your peers, to be like your hardware. Your comprehension, your willingness to change, your willingness to take risks, your willingness to challenge yourself are all predetermined and rarely challenged by you. Most of us, when asked what we are willing to do for what we want, we say, I am willing to do my best. Oh, gotcha. Your best is predetermined, defined, and very 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 limited. The statement, I am willing to do my best gives you away, you are not willing to do what it takes. You are not willing to go to places your predetermined predisposition won't want you to go. If you were a fish, what's already there, the reality you live in is this, there is no water, and climbing out to the edge of your world is certain death. The edge of the world is, of course, dry land. But yet, eons ago, one fish, supposedly, got somehow crazy and decided to try it and go out on dry land. And although it traditionally meant death, he, that fish, did what he needed to do to stay alive. The brain has plasticity and is able to evolve itself, change itself, if it is challenged systematically and in a certain direction. It is painful, it is fraught with failures, it is not socially correct, your peers won't like it and you may be punished if you live in a community where growth is strictly prohibited. Your mother won't like you. This also applies to spiritual, invisible, energetic, aspects of you too. For example, the willingness and ability to take responsibility isn't part of the original computer, but yet, 
some people can upgrade themselves to it with practices that allow them to be like the fish, to see the water they swim in, and to go to a level where other people don't consider going. If your hardware and software configuration is counter, no energetic download will add a new capacity. The energy of my activators, direct from source, are going to be resisted, invalidated, annulled, neutralized. So how does this neutralization work? Here are a few examples. I ask you to do something, to co-create with the energy. You ignore the instructions, because your current configuration only recognizes receiving. Giving is not allowed, not practiced, not your bag. For you giving equates loss. I ask you to do something that would open up the space for a new capacity. Your computer overrides the instructions with an interpretation that comes from what is already on the hard drive, no results. I ask you to do something that would make a difference. You don't even hear me. The instructions don't even reach the computer, they die in the trash. I ask you to do something, but you forget the instructions completely. I ask you to do something, but you argue with me. You know better. I could continue. If you have a spouse, an employee, or a child, you probably have as many examples as I do for how they insist on remaining the same. So, what is there to do if you can't or won't take on being the fish that walks out to the dry land? If you are not willing to give more than your best? My foundational tools, unless you are too dense, unless your environment is too toxic, can take you to the vibrational level of 200 without much more effort than giving it your best. 200 is very comfortable. You will feel less affected by other people, sarcasm, negativity, discouragement, invalidation. You will feel better about yourself. You will find yourself doing some of the things that you need to do to have a decent life. I worked on getting from 120 in 1985 to 170 in 2007, diligently, tirelessly, and in earnest. In 2007 I got an energetic infusion that got me to 200. It was a group thing, the rest of the group lost the vibration shortly after they got it and some didn't even get to 200. You know the reason, they expected the energy infusion to do the work. I expected myself to do the work, and I did it. I could have stayed on that level, but my ambition, my commitment, my overriding aspiration to not be anything less than magnificent and be the flying that the spirit is interested in didn't let me rest on my laurels. I still challenge myself every day. It takes creativity to challenge myself, and my current challenge is wicked. It is not about winning or losing. It is about retraining the brain, rewiring the computer. And although the hard data cannot be changed, and although the limitations of the hardware are real, I have managed to raise my IQ 20 above my father's, who I always considered a genius, at least in his profession. I came to this result through muscle testing. IQ is real intelligence, including emotional, spiritual intelligence. I am not stopping. I am starting to see clearly the next level, it is like a cataract being removed. Before it lifts it gives me glimpses of what I can't see, then it goes back into place. But I cannot unsee what I saw for a moment. Until you consider your limitations to be real but not permanent, not fixed, you will never go to the next level. In any area of life, physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual. And it all begins with telling the truth about where you are. We are not building castles in the clouds here. That is for the other gurus not for me, and not with me. Your first job is to get to the vibrational level of 200 and then stabilize it. Consolidate it. You won't be able to do it without regularly attending coaching sessions, that is why I have lifetime coaching available. And if you are one in a million, then you will want to go further. Sometimes the most unlikely candidates grow wings and start to fly. Or to stay with the fish analogy, grow legs and walk.